Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the XFL Podcast, episode one. Kicking off the 2023 season, XFL 3.0, owned by Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson. I am one half of your host today. I am Jonathan Risk. I am joined with the goblin of Detroit, Michigan, MG Geek. How are you doing, MG? <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> How are you? Know, you know, I thought of that. <laughs> I thought of that last night as I was falling asleep. I said, he really is a goblin of the city. I'm something. <laughs> <laughs> but this is your source, your unofficial, official source for everything XFL. Um, we are going to be here each and every week um, breaking down the games of the week, talking about the spreads, the betting, all the news. Everything XFL, if it interacts with the NFL, the CFL, the AAFL, the AZFL, whatever football leagues are out there, and it has to do with three letters XFL, we will be covering it. Um, First, before we get started, I would like to give a nice little shout out uh, to Pro Wrestling Scorecards. Um, You can follow them on Twitter at PWS Scorecards. Without them... Me and MG would not be here right now recording this episode titled The XFL Podcast. They uh, helped us secure all the social media handles. And you can follow us right up there at XFL Pod on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And please like and subscribe on YouTube. Without further ado, MG Geek, what we got going on? All right. Um, so let's start. Let's start here. Um I just wanted to go and take a few minutes and just go into like uh, the new ownership and um, some of the some of the bigger things going on. So obviously you mentioned off the top, uh, Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson are the new owners uh, taking over from Vince McMahon. Uh, how you how, how you think this is going to be different with these guys in charge? I think it's going to be better because I think they're they're able to focus on it more. Um, I think with X, with XFL 2001, obviously Vince was trying to shake up the world of football with vignettes, sexy women, drama. He was trying to make it television it instead of yeah. sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, depending mm-hmm. on who you ask, there were fans of that hardcore 2001 XFL. Um, and then you have XFL 2020 which I think was headed towards the right direction with Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's dad being the um, the uh, commissioner of President, the league. Right. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. And the teams were doing well. Um, I know I went to one of the uh, Wildcat games out there in L.A. when I was out there, and it was fun. Uh, the crowd was very, very different from a normal football crowd, but it felt like a college atmosphere. Um, and I think that was okay. a good direction to go. The rules were fun. It wasn't hard to figure out from the stands without really knowing the rules because the rules are different, and we will go through those um, in the next segment. Um, but with um, Danny Garcia leading the helm, and I want to put the focus more on her and less of The Rock. As much as I love The Rock, I got my Project Rock Under Armour right now. We know I got The Rock tattoo on the arm. I'm wearing rock socks right now. I'm rocked out. I had a Zoe before we're ready to go. I was going to say, did you drink his energy drink? (laughs) (laughs) But um, at the end of the day, um, 
Danny Garcia should be considered the face of it. She is the chairwoman of the league. And I think that and her being able to put a lot more emphasis and a lot more of her energy and her focus, and it's not split between two big billion-dollar companies, and they got the ESPN back, and they got the TV deal that I think right now XFL version 3.0 has the legs to be successful. Um, it just depends on some of the strategic moves they make outside off of the field um and that's the sports betting the fantasy do they have enough legs to get an xfl partnership with a video game maybe 2k who some are saying uh there hasn't been a good simulation style football game um since 2k uh 05 i think 2k5 um, was the last time people really enjoyed playing a football game. People are tired of Maddens. So maybe XFL could get in there, partner up with 2K, much like we see EA, or excuse me, AEW partnering up with THQ, how WWE fans have been pissed off about the way that video game went. AEW trying to go back might give them some extra legs there. I don't know uh, what your thoughts on that are. Um, I mean, uh, I... I, I I think as much anything they can do with like fan interaction is going to help them in the long run. Um, I, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a minute before they get, get people on their side. Cause I I was, and I'll lead into the next uh, subject with that is just overall fan interest. I know here in Michigan, we don't have a team and I can tell you that the um, sport, the sports and the media, the sports media here isn't, isn't really covering it. And, and in fact, they're looking down on it. I think a part of that spring football, some people are like, Oh, I need a break. Um, and it's going, it just needs to be an overall fun experience to not only go to the games, to watch it. Cause if, cause if, you know, you start getting water cooler talk and the first is, I think eventually it's going to work. Uh, it just, it yeah. needs, they need reps. It needs, it needs, we need to have more than one continuous season. This isn't going to be a, uh, oh my God, you got to watch the XFL. You got to, you're going to have to get to know these personalities. And I do think with ESPN being involved, I don't know if you caught any of the Pro Bowl stuff they did last week with the NFL. Yeah. Every other commercial was an XFL commercial. So they are definitely going to spend some time and we will get into this. Uh, maybe not this episode, but maybe next episode, we'll get into like the TV stuff and the, um, how they're how they're going to cover it? Um, yeah, I mean, I will say off of the TV stuff, they they are marketing hard. Every commercial on ESPN outside of the NFL stuff, no matter if you're watching First Take in the Morning or Get Up or whatever show you're watching, there's an XFL commercial somewhere in there. And I don't think, I mean, obviously, I wasn't really watching TV like that in 2001. I was what aging myself but I think I was what, <laughs> seven years old um, in 2001 or some, somewhere around there. Um, terrible at quick math. but So I don't remember the commercials there. I could go on YouTube and I see them now. But even in 2020, being in a market where there was an XFL team in L.A., there was no marketing or TV coverage. There was one billboard, but it was one of those electronic billboards that cycled through 12 different advertisements. Right. Here, I'm seeing the social media push like none other. They're doing things where they're bringing out secondary alternative logos based off fan reactions of their first 
logos, which I think is a brilliant move. Um, ticket sales, I was looking to possibly go to a DC because I think that's the closest team to me here in Jersey. Tickets, front row, 20 bucks. You could take the whole family there for like 100 bucks if you have a family of five. Um, and I imagine that's going to be that key stadium, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that is going to be key because you're not pricing people out. Um, no. And it's going to be very similar to going to a baseball game. You know, you can get decent tickets to go to a ball game and it's a family experience. That that's going to be key because I think a lot of people are a lot of people are mad at the NFL. It's because you know you go to a you go to a football game, family of four, you're probably not getting out of there without spending about three hundred bucks. You know, right. when you put everything together, and, you know, and that's for the minimal minimalist ticket. So twenty dollar tickets is probably the price point for this. Yeah, and I, I, I was looking online, and I looked online and um, seen a couple of them, and I think I think you. The, the biggest, some of the uh, bigger stadiums, 160 bucks for like really, really good seats. But most of the seats are like 17 to like 30. So that's, yeah. that's very good. Mm. And I think if I'm, and not to get too far off of what we're going to cover in uh, the second episode where we do a full breakdown of the teams, where they're playing, coaches and all that stuff. Um, there's only one team that's playing in an NFL stadium, and that's the mm-hmm. Seattle Sea Dragons. Um, so I am curious to see how the fan res- – I mean, I guess St. Louis too, because that was a former NFL stadium. There just isn't a team for St. Louis right. anymore. Um, but I am curious to see how that Lumen Field up in Seattle um, deals because they got a football team. It's not like uh, St. Louis where they've been craving a football team since the Lambs, the Rams left town for Los Angeles. Um, the Battle Hawks have a strong fan base. We saw that in 2020. Um, Seattle did pretty well the first time around, if I'm not mistaken, with um, with fans showing up to the. I believe they were also at Lumen Field. Um, so that will be interesting to me. A football city that already has a football team that's not too far off from being a good football team playing in their stadium. That's gonna. I think. I think if we're looking for something, that might be the litmus test on on where we're at with the XFL is how that market performs. Right. I think another thing too, and we kind of touched on it, but I wanted to go back to this a little bit. I mean. The Rock is one of the biggest uh, um, stars in the world as far as like social media presence and just having him tweeting out games and uh, showing up and doing that. It's like free marketing for them. I mean, yeah. And I want to, he's, you know, go ahead. I want to be surprised if he's there tonight for everyone that doesn't know we're recording this the morning of the Super Bowl. So I wouldn't be surprised if just like last year where he did the if you smell what the rock is cooking for some reason in a tight red shirt where he promoted the XFL. I wouldn't be surprised if there was something maybe during one of the pregames or um, maybe during the halftime show while they're setting up the stage or something they bring out. The Rock to talk about the XFL because I think it the NFL. Have a, it could be a full I, blown commercial for all we know. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I think in twenty twenty or obviously two thousand one, the NFL was not thinking of partnering with the XFL. I think twenty twenty no. they were keeping their eyes open with the 
the door open to a possibility of doing so. Um, and I think now, as we're about to talk with some of their partnerships with the NFL, um, they're going full steam and they're going to use it kind of as a feeding system, which I personally am on the fence with that being a detriment to DXFL because to me, DXFL needs to get to a point to where people are, and this might take generations, kids growing up that don't have right. um, a team, St. Louis kids, right? They don't have a football. Their football team will be the Battlehawks. So when will we see people that want to go to the XFL over the NFL? You know? Um, I, I think one of the keys here is going to be keeping the league in the spring and not doing what the USFL did back in the um, 80s. And and full disclosure, I'm a little bit older than Jonathan, so I've been around. <laughs> and I do remember the first uh, USFL league in the 80s, and it, it had a lot of steam, and it was doing very well. And they actually were pulling players um, out of college. like that's Herschel Walker went there, and yeah. – um, we had Bobby Abair here was a star. Anthony Carter was a star. All those were good, and then they moved the league to the fall and went head to head with the NFL, and they were out of business like the next year. So, right, keep it where it is. Let these in. Let the guys come into the league if they need, because people that are, are going to be playing in the XFL are going to guys that are going to have potential. Um, and some of them might go there and get some experience and get some reps, and they are going to go to the NFL. It's just going to happen. And I think also um, one of the things we should probably uh, discuss is the XFL. The NFL is going to use the XFL, as, um, and we'll get into this next segment here shortly in a minute, but as far as um, testing out new new ideas and new product and new uh, technologies and and how how they film the games and could the NFL use that? So they are, um, they they are being helped. They are ah shoot, they are helping with that, right? Helping with be- making yeah. the game better overall. So that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And speaking um, of uh, partnerships, they did. Um, so the most recent partnership um, that I saw was the um, SMT, and you have that here in the notes. Um, so SMT is now their exclusive scoring and stats provider for the 2023 season. SMT Sports Media <laughs> Technology. Um, the reason why this is a big deal, we talked about it a little bit before. Um, without partnering with someone, um, much as the NFL partners with AWS for all their stats, the next-gen stats, all that stuff, that's how the NFL makes their fantasy football. So what this SMT uh, partnership means is that XFL is opening the door for fantasy playing. Um, They haven't announced anything yet, but that is um, something that this would um, touch hand-in-hand with, along with uh, sports betting, because if you don't have anyone providing these stats, giving these stats out to the public, then there's not going to be any lines. Um, Right now, there's only lines for um, the championship game, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but 
Yeah, so this is big. They're going to be uh, managed or keeping track of live game results and stats, clock and score, possession, play by play, team stats and comparison, comparisons, individual stat leaders, season and career leaders, individual categories. So basically, everything we're familiar with with AWS and the NFL, they're going to SMT is going to um, attempt to bring that to the XFL with their own prior. Um, proprietary um, systems that are used by the NHL. So you can kind of look at the the NHL as a doppelganger for what to expect with the XFL. They're they're gonna do like live live uh, in game uh, betting on screen, right? There'll, there'll be stats. will be showing. Is that what I I've been talked about? So like you'll be watching a game, and off to the side, you'll actually see all the the the. Um, live spreads and live uh, bets, right? Yeah, so I think what if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly because very minimal information is out there and we're still only a week away. Um, But what I expect is what the ESPN partnership is going to allow is much like Amazon did with Thursday Night Football this year where Mm -hmm. you have the multiple cast. Um, The XFL did um, announce their commentators. Um... And, you know, every game will be on ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, and FX. But everything also in that article they said will be available on ESPN+, Plus, which leads me yep. to believe that, mm-hmm. um, like Amazon, where I had the different options, if I wanted, there was this cool thing. I forget what Amazon was marketing it as, but it literally followed, like, um, it would pick out the leading receiver, circle them, and, like, give you the stat in the middle of the game. And so I assume that stuff that you're talking about will be available, but will be more for the people that want to find it on ESPN Plus. And right. on ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, FX will have more of the cleaner feed that a normal uh, football audience is used to. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, you want to talk about these rules? Mm. Yeah, let's get into them. They are different. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so Jesus. So I was looking at these. Um, and so we're going to go through. These are the rules. A lot of these were in place for the 2020 season, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. There are a couple new ones. Right. Um, but for those that are kind of getting used to it, maybe we'll kind of quickly run through all the uh, these. So let's talk the extra points. So the extra points, tier, tiered extra points are back. Um, teams will have three run-pass-only options for extra points following a touchdown. Um, Two-yard line. One point, five yard line, two points, ten yard line, three points. Now, I don't know, man. I think most of these teams are going to try to go for the three points. But and then the defense uh, awarded the same number of points for a touchdown. So if it's an interception, a pick six, um, or anything like that, it would be whatever they were going for. Uh, yeah. What do you think? I think. I mean, I I like this idea the first time around, and if I remember correctly. Um, a lot of people were just going from the five-yard line. There was a slim handful that went for the three points, but I think okay. because a lot of the coaches, obviously this is a new league, these rules are being implement, implemented for the first time, they're still testing the groundwork and we're still battling the analytics game, right? We know analytics right. are taking over sports, whether it's baseball and all the baseball fans are complaining every day, NFL with... Um, 
my favorite uh, statistician in the whole league, which is uh, Stan Stanley from uh, the Chargers. I love that man. I think he's an absolute great coach, and the Chargers can never let him go. He lives and dies by analytics. Um, but so I think until the analytics catch up to what's right. the percentage of getting getting that from the ten point yard versus the five yard line versus the two yard line, um, I think until we start seeing those numbers come out. And SMT, I believe, will be um, helping gain that information. I think what we're going to see is people going what they're comfortable with, and that will most likely be from the five-yard line that's uh, similar to the NFL, and you're getting the two points. Interesting. I, I think it's it, it's definitely different. It's definitely gonna, and also there's gonna be some weird scoring scores at at the end too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna. And the fun you know, thing about not, these not first two episodes, <laughs> and mm. the fir- mm. the best thing about these first two episodes is it's gonna age poorly because we could be a thousand percent wrong because we haven't seen any of this stuff yet. Yes, we need we need reps. We need game reps for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I got um, I got a I got the power ranking, the preseason power ranking, and it's going to probably age poorly because I don't. Oh, I we're going to do that at the end of this episode. We're we're going to yeah. make some really bad bad um <laughs> the bad predictions probably in uh in, here in the not in this episode but the next one, and we're going to be probably totally yeah. wrong because we haven't seen any of these teams play. Um. I so I want to talk about the. Let's go into the timing of these games, uh, how they're timing the game. So the XFL will operate a, with a 35-second play clock, which begins following the previous play. Um, it's not too much different than NFL, I don't think. Um, the clock will start uh, following incomplete passes, out-of-bound plays, or prior to two-minute warning. The clock will stop following first downs after two minute after the two-minute warning of either half, and then the first and second half will be split by... 10-minute halftime, and then three timeouts per half team. It's not too much different than the NFL. There might be a couple things in there. Um, yeah. Through, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much it's, – it's pretty close. It's in not too much different. It might be closer to college, though. Mm. So – I will say um, this is a this is a change from the XFL 2020, and I think this yes, is this was um, rules. where I think this is where you see the brilliance of what Danny uh, Garcia is doing with the league, bringing in Dan Blandino as the uh, mm-hmm. VP of officiating for the league, um, former uh, VP of officiating for the NFL. Um, but so in XFL 2020, it was a 25 second play clock. Um, So they bumped it up 10 seconds, um, but it's still five seconds less than the NFL. The NFL has uh, the 40 second and less, you know, it go 40 or 25, um, depending on the the situation of the game. But um, so this is one of those things that I'm very excited to see, because to me, it's saying that, okay, we we study 20. This isn't just us taking the reins of a company and doing what we want to do. We're going back. Like, what can we make better? What, right. Yeah. Let's see what worked. Let's see what didn't. Let's use that as our litmus to try to hit the ground running. And I think um, moving it up 10 seconds, I think, should allow for some of those more eccentric play designs that the XFL allows that I think was missing a little bit from 2020. We saw it a little bit here and there with like 
um, the the downfield pass and the pass behind the line of scrimmage and all those rules that we're going to get into. But you didn't see it much, and I think a lot of it was the inability to um, let the plays develop with losing out on um, those extra seconds that these coaches that are used to coaching in the NFL and college are used to a longer play clock where there could be a lot more pre-snap reads, pre-snap motions because you have the time, and now you're basically cutting that in half. So I think upping it by 10 seconds is a good move here. Gotcha. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. So I want to talk next about um, (laughs) – this might be my favorite – favorite uh thing of the, the rules that's different and that's the kickoffs um teams begin to play five yards apart the kicking team at the opponent's 35 yard line the kicking team will start at the opponent's 35 yard line and the return team at its own 30 yard line and when i read this i was like did i they do this before and according to you they did this in the 2020 season right yes i just don't remember yeah. it uh, but this this could make for some fun, uh, fun kickoffs. It's not going to be, it's it's not the boring. Okay, kick it in the end zone, take it out of the twenty-five. That's what I think they were yeah. trying to avoid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they're trying to avoid that while also falling in line with kind of the NFL's reasoning for wanting all the kickoffs, which is player safety. Um, gotcha. One thing, mm-hmm. I mean, there's the there's the famous video. I want to say it was like the first kickoff of the season, but I could be completely, absolutely wrong, but it's the St. Louis Battlehawks. I remember that, and I don't remember who they're playing, but they did They did this kickoff, and then they did a reverse, and um, the Battlehawks ended up going all the way and scoring on it, um, and at first, when the rules were announced in 2020, I wasn't in love with this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just a fan of big kickoffs and kickoff returns, and I hate what right. the NFL is doing with it, although I understand player safety and all that stuff. But after seeing it in action, um, it is fun. It it feels like an Oklahoma drill in the middle of a kickoff, but also because of the distance where they're only getting like five yards to kind of rev up their engines and go, the science shows that it does help with player safety. And I think this is one of those things that if the ex- or if the NFL is trying to keep the game entertaining while keeping it safer, this could be something they could adapt versus the alternative, which I feel the NFL is sadly moving to in the next 10, 20 years, which could be removing the kickoff entirely. And I think this could be a great alternative if it continues to work in the XFL for the NFL. If it works, yeah. And that's and going back to what we said earlier, that's what this league is going to be for as far as the NFL is concerned. If it works there, maybe they'll implement something down the road that will be similar yeah, to this. Which there's oh. there's there's precedent for it. 2001, the Skycam. The NFL didn't have the Skycam before yeah. mm-hmm. XFL yep. broadcast had the Skycam. Um, some of mm-hmm. the stuff they're doing now with the AK cameras directly taken from 2001 where Vince McMahon put a cameraman right there on the field. Like mm-hmm. this, these are things that they might not be direct copy and paste, but you can see the influence. The NFL didn't just, I mean, yes, there's brilliant minds in that are working at the NFL, developing these rules, developing new things. But you can see the influence even from 2001 XFL to 2020 XFL. And I hope to see some good ones with this one. Okay. Gotcha. 
So next, uh, next rule to talk about here: uh, options to keep the ball. So these are, these are some, these are kind of outside the box. And were these, these were there in 2020, right? Um, um, so the, possibly. Okay, so I, I can't remember for uh, the team. Teams will have two options to keep the ball after scoring: uh, traditional onside kick, uh, anytime during the game, or and this is where it gets fun. Fourth and 15 conversions from the own 25. And, and that's only in the fourth quarter. So um, so basically it's a very, not very uh, conducive way. I mean, I, this will probably play a lot in, in the game, right? They're probably going to seize a lot if it's like a one-score game and you have to score. Yeah. And this is going to happen. So Hearing, hearing then, about it, I think. I think this is the first time they're doing it. I don't remember this in 2020. I could be wrong. Someone could uh, drop us a comment or hit us up on social media at a fish risk at two fight forever or at XFL pod and let us know we're wrong. But um, I do believe this is the first time it's happening. And this one I actually get excited for um, because especially with that no overtime rule, um, it's going the analytic gate the analytic uh crowd is going to go crazy with this because right. of the new rules the unknown and just the plethora of possibilities um it's like do we we're down by one do we chance it going into overtime mm-hmm. knowing there's not going to be a tie but it's going to be just a shootout or do we just try to end it here and yeah i think gotcha. you're right i think a lot of teams will go for it because the fact that there's no chance a game will ever end in a tie that you really have nothing to lose except for i guess a pick six or a fumble for a touchdown or something just well if you don't convert like it so i could be wrong but if you don't convert it you're leaving you're giving the ball to them on their own 20 on their on your 25 right mm. yeah so so that's but, you know if like, you don't convert so I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the coach that's the you know the coach that wants to be a heel in this league and um, <laughs> you know scores and they're up by twenty and, or up by um, you know two because you could see a team up by two scores right they just trying scored. to make it a three score game yeah yeah mm-hmm. so you know what mm-hmm. f it we ain't kicking the ball back we're gonna take this fourth and fifteen right now we're gonna try to make it a four score game because someone will quarterback someone will. yeah. I, I can't wait. Especially for if that, you I can't wait. Especially if if the matchup says that your offense um can beat their their uh, secondary, you know, they, they might say it's a it's a good play for us and we're gonna try it. Yeah. And so definitely. Okay. Um all right, let's talk about this double double forward pass. If team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball has not crossed the line of scrimmage. Once the ball has passed the line of scrimmage, no forward passes. Forward passes are allowed. The first pass may fa- fall incomplete rather than becoming a fun fumbled lateral. Okay, so as long as it's a forward pass, it, that means that it's not a la- it's not a fumble. As long as your the quarterback is throwing forward, or I should say the passer, because in this case it may not be the quarterback. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so this this is this is I think this was in a couple of different leagues, right? I think they I think a couple of the other alternative leagues have tried this too. So I don't know about the other alternatives. Um I do know obviously it's not in the NFL or college. 
excuse right. me, but it was in XFL 2020, and this is what I was talking about before with the play clock, where mm-hmm. we only saw this a handful of times in 2020, and that's the thing that I really want to emphasize with people, with the league, is we didn't see a lot of this stuff start going a lot of these rules kind of being used by the players and coaches and the teams until the second, third week, obviously uh, the league got shut down, I think around week six or seven. Um, But there are a couple holdover coaches. um, And we'll talk about this during the breakdown from the 2020 season. So I would expect those teams to be a little bit more explosive on uh, the offensive side of the ball and really take advantage of some of these rules a little bit more. And I also expect Heinz Ward too, because I think he's just crazy enough to say F it and just do everything that he can. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. All right. Um, let me get back to you. There's what I want. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So the next rule, the next one. So this is what you were already kind of talked, touched on this, but the overtime, um, Consists yes. it consists of three alter, alternating attempts from the opponent's five yard line, three attempts per team, two two points per score, or until a winner is decided. So this is basically like a shootout in in soccer or hockey or any other sport that does that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I mean, I love this. My only concern is. Um, as far as like TV times go, if we're taking a hour and a half game um, and breaking it down to two and a half hours because we're just having a shootout, like that could happen. Um, so that mm-hmm. makes me nervous, especially us who are going to watch every game. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I want exciting games, but I don't want games to last longer than WrestleMania. Like, like, mm. let's keep the games at a reasonable amount of time. I, but I don't think I this do will take like, that long. I, I don't. I don't think it will. I think this will take this altogether. If um, if you're gonna do, you get three attempts, and then they get three attempts, or you're alternating. So, so that's six. Yeah, but if six we're just plays. If you're, but if you're just going with how college does it with their kind of shootout style overtimes, those take forever, and those are what only one possession. Yeah, um, but this this seems a little more um, absolute. And also, you got to remember with the with the um, uh, extra points the way they are, these games are not going to end in ties that often. I don't think, uh, you know. Because the because the the way it's going to mathematically it just makes sense that there won't be as many uh, tie games at the end of the games. Yeah, and so. it's, it definitely makes sense on why there's not week one spreads yet because I'm sure the odd makers. You know who we need to ask? We need to ask what is his name? Um, I know, I know who you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, Medusa. you know who I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I was like mm-hmm. Medusa Dubla Bagata. <laughs> we need to, I'll I'll send I'll, I'll see what he can find out for us. I, I'll I'll send yeah, him a message um, today. Mm. Yeah, because we need these damn. I want to start betting. I mean, I I think I'm gonna put money on who I think is gonna win the championship. We will um, we will end this episode here in a minute here uh, yeah. and, and talk about that. So we got one more rule rule thing I want to uh, go over, and that's instant replay. Okay. Um, centralized replay with all plays subject to review from a replay official. Um, replay may 
correct errors on a non-reviewable plays, player safety at any point during the game, and any issue in the last five minutes of regulation plus overtime. The head coach may challenge one on-field ruling per game, including those involved involving a foul or potential foul. Uh, so I guess that means, hey, you know, that was holding or that was P.I., and, and they didn't call it. He can challenge that. And, yes, and I don't, but he you can can't only do, do that in once the, a game. Once a game. Got it. Final ruling yes. made by des- designated members of the officiating department in a central location. And isn't that in um, uh, it's in Texas somewhere, right? In, in yeah, Fort so Worth, their maybe? hub. The, the hub is there. Their, their hub is going to be in Texas, um, I believe in Arlington. Um, my thing is, um, and I, I feel like I just recently read this, but I, for some reason, my gut is telling me that I literally just heard Danny Garcia in an interview somewhere like last night, um, say that there was going to be a hub there, like at the games instead of at. Because I think, if I remember correctly, and I could be completely wrong on this, but I feel like um, <laughs> the point she was making was the XF or with the NFL, everything goes to New York, and it's kind of a hands-off approach where they want more of a hands-on approach. So they're going to have like an official hub at each game. Once again, could be completely wrong on that, but they are going to have a hub. And I feel like that was the difference between the NFL's version and the XFL's version. But I could be completely wrong. One thing I do want to know is in the description, I am going to put a link to the PDF file with the official XFL rule book. If you really want to nerd out, it's like 150 pages. But it will Yeah, be I started going through that and I'm like, man. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I goes, I'm just gonna yeah. keep with the highlighted ones because <laughs> this is yeah. long. <laughs> but you know, there there are those people that feel like reading that, so we'll link that down in the description for everybody. Time out, everyone. Got to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Habibi Clothing. Habibi Clothing is a brand-new clothing line all about love. Fall in love with your style. Habibi Clothing is created with love and made for you. And everybody here, all the XFL podcast fans, can now go to HabibiClothing.co. Use the code XFLPOD at checkout to get 10% off, and that is a special code for all of y'all, so go to HabibiClothing.co and use the code XFLPOD at checkout. Habibi Clothing, created with love and made for you. Now back to the show. You ready to make some um, absolute, we have no idea what we're talking about, uh, bizarre uh, um, predictions uh, without Absolutely. saying anything? <laughs> all right. Not well, these, this is going to be... These are going to be real quick. Um, I don't even know all the players, and so I'm at. So I'm asking for like three, three th- uh three different things. So who do we think the league MVP is going to be without even looking at anything? Mm. Mm. Well, if I were to guess, I would put my money on a quarterback. <laughs> um, as much mm-hmm. as I want to say. Um, I want to geek out a little bit and be a Raiders fan and say Marquette King, the punter, um, <laughs> will be. <laughs> uh, I think I think there's two clear options. 
Um, at least for me, one's a quarterback, one's a wide receiver. I think we'll go with the wide receiver first. I think Josh Gordon, um, everyone knows who that okay. is, played in the NFL, a beast. He's on the Seattle Sea Dragons. I think he has the opportunity. Um, I mean, he was a beast in the NFL, so I would assume he's going to be a beast in the XFL, even with being a little older. Um, fan-controlled football league, he was doing all right, too. Um, but I think my front runner would be um, quarterback, for um, the D.C. Defenders, and that's Derrique King. I want to say I said that name right, um, but he's former University of Houston, most recently uh, University of Miami quarterback, um, dual talent guy, uh, crazy talented, just kind of Lamar Jackson type without the size. Okay. And I think in this league and just seeing what P.J. Walker did with these rules last time around, I think um, – uh, King will be the P.J. Walker type of this version of the XFL, and I think he'll pull away with the MVP. Cool. Um, I am going completely off 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 the rails on this one. I'm going to the Orlando Guardians, and I'm looking at, I think it's going to be um, Paxton Lynch. Mm. Paxton Lynch? Paxton Lynch. Yes. Going we're okay. going completely bizarre. Um, he did play for the Broncos. I know he's been in the league a little bit. So and some of these guys I think this is gonna be like a retribution for him. So taking a taking a flyer on this one and seeing what we can do here. Um okay. I mean there's okay. other there's some other good ones in there, I think, um that you could go with. Um uh let's see, uh Battle Hawks. I thought about AJ McCarron. Uh, but you know, cause he played for Bama, but, um, I'm going to go I with Pax and Lynch. We'll see how bad I am at the end okay. <laughs> where I'm keeping, this is we're I am keeping receipts. We're going to look at these at the end of the year and see how just terrible we were. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I hope I'm completely right. I want to be Nostradamus in this moment. <laughs> hey, you never what, know. what else we got? Uh, all right. So, and then, uh, let's see rushing leader. So we're looking at running backs most likely. Mm. Yeah, unless it is King mm. and King wins MVP and rushing, which is possible. <laughs> there are some mobile quarterbacks, and with the rules, it does allow a possibility. But I'm going to go to the San Antonio Brahmas, and I'm going to go with uh, running back Kalen Balaj. Um, he was a 2018 fourth-round pick um, from uh, the Miami Dolphins, or to the Miami Dolphins, I should say, out of my alma mater, Arizona State. So we got to rock with the Sun Devils. Forks up. Y'all know the vibes. So that's my leader, <laughs> Roger. All right. We're going to home um, team this whole thing. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. I'm going to the San Antonio Brahmas and go Kalen Ballage. Um, so, so the he, same guy. He played for the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, did it, did, so you're going to the same I was, guy. <laughs> I was reading through it. And I was like, I'm going to go with this. Yeah. I'm going with the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair, Fair enough. enough. All right. Um, okay. Passing leaders. Um, yeah. Who do you think? I'm going to go to the Battlehawks. I'm going to say AJ McCarron, but that's because I think the receiving leader is actually on the Battlehawks. And as much as I said Josh Gordon could be a beast, I think there's a sneaky receiver on the Battlehawks that could del that could lead the league in receiving. That is Marcel Aitman. Um, I know him very well. He played for the Raiders. Anyone doesn't know I'm a Raiders fan. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, 
he had a lot of promise, and he was one of those guys that was talked about heavily. So, like, as a Raiders fan, you kept your eyes on him, and he never really developed into um, what everyone thought he could be, being the T.O. type. He was supposed to, that's kind of what he was marketed as, is he was going to be the Terrell Owens type. So I think in the XFL, I think he'll flourish. So I think him and A.J. McCarron are going to be a great threat. And I know you don't have receiving leaders on here, but I'm going to go A.J. McCarron, Marcel Aitman, both passing and receiving leaders, respectively. Yeah, I, I was looking at A.J. McCarron for this as well. Um, so we'll see. As far as receiving, I don't have one yet because I really haven't had it. I mean, I'm going to be able to – once I see a couple games, I'm going to deep dive into these a little more and get some more information. So I'm just going to skip that one. All right, okay. championship game. Who's who's going to be in the final game of the year for the XFL? Oh, so this is a tough one <laughs> because there's there's three teams that when I was putting together my power ranking yesterday that I really could see going and doing something mm-hmm. special. Um, but I am going to go with the team that I actually – it wasn't on my radar until I started doing the power rankings. I actually, um, for full disclosure, are we doing power rankings this episode or next episode? Next remember. episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I will say on my power rankings, I won't give too much away except for, um, I'll try not to give anything away. But I was um, I was actually battling between the Roughnecks and the uh, Renegades um, for two reasons. One, the Roughnecks got Wade Phillips, right? He's yep. he's an incredible mm-hmm. coach. Um, he's been in the NFL for years. Defensive mind, just incredible coach. So to me, they get the advantage there. Um, but then um, Bob Stoops at Arlington Renegades. Dallas Renegades uh, in 2020, he was also the head coach of that team. So when I said be on the lookout for some of these coaching holdovers, that's one of those ones that I kind of highlight because he's been in the league, he's been in the city, he kind of knows what he's doing. Um, And it's the only team, once again, giving you a little preview of our team breakdown, where they actually have (laughs) co-offensive and co-defensive coordinators. But with all that being said, my pick for the championship is neither of those teams, and I'm going with <laughs> the Seattle Sea Dragons because of just their talent and their coaching staff. Um, we'll go into the talent next episode, but just quick off mm-hmm. the coaching staff, um, general manager, head coach, Jim Hazlitt. You know the name. He's been a coach. Most recently, he was coaching at the Titans in the NFL. But I don't think he's the reason, right? And listen to me carefully. If you're betting, we have (laughs) the championship, um, the current odds on our Instagram, at XFLPod. I believe they're on Twitter, too, at at XFLPod. Um, St. Louis Battlehawks are in the lead with plus 400. Um, sea Dragons are second with plus 450, and I don't think this is by mistake. If you look at their offensive coordinator, it is a man named June Jones. And if you are an XFL fan, you know June Jones. June Jones was the 2020 head coach of the Roughnecks. 
What were the Roughnecks of the 2020 XFL? Well, they were the only undefeated team when the season ended with P.J. Walker, who went off, went to the NFL. So I think having Jim Hazlitt, who has a track record of being a good coach, and then you put the only coach that was undefeated as a head coach from the XFL as a coordinator with the talent of having Josh Gordon that we talked about and Ben DiNucci, which I know I said we weren't going to break down those, but Ben DiNucci <laughs> to Josh Gordon is, I think, could be insane with uh, June Jones calling the offense. So I think they will, for those reasons, um, take home the uh, championship at the end of the season. Plus 450, I'm hammering it down on my sports book once it opens up. Gotcha. Um, fun fact, June Jones used to uh, be a coach for the Lions here in Detroit. Um, okay. Long, moons ago, eons ago. Um, I believe Jim Hazlitt was the uh, coach for the Saints before Sean Payton came to town. Yeah, yeah, he was. So, yes, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Um, I had these. I actually am also gonna go with the Seattle Sea Dragons for a lot of the same reasons. But I have the. Um, oh, where are they? Uh, hang on, I gotta find them. And San Antonio Brahmas. I think Heinz okay. Ward's gonna bring a coach. Gonna kind of bring that. Uh, Coach mental, uh, player coach type uh, mentality, and they're going to be good. And uh, I have San Antonio Brahmas. And then our ne- our last major prediction for this um, one. I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but who who wins? So who's who's the champion of the twenty twenty three season? Oh, right I gave now. you my champion. That was Sea Dragons. Are you asking who's going to okay. be in the game? Yeah. No, you, we well we we need in the game and then okay you already did this uh, my bad <laughs> <laughs> pay attention <laughs> I, I'm going with the uh, Brahmas for for I, who I think is going to win uh, like I said okay. we will revisit these um, at the end uh, of the you know at the end of the season and just see how terrible we were <laughs> uh, yeah and okay. or maybe not so yeah <laughs> so. So, okay, so this last part here for before we end this episode, let's talk about everybody as a fan. Now, you neither of us have a fan local to our local markets, um, a right. team in our local market. So we have to go searching for a team. Who are we going to root for? So I'll give you mine first, and, uh, and I, I'll totally tell you it's because of the name as nothing else, and that's <laughs> the Seattle Sea Dragons. That is my team. The one I am going to be hitching my wagon to and trying to become a fan of. So let me ask you this: that's what If I'm Detroit doing. gets a yeah. team, do you switch? Um, I bandwagon. No, I don't know. We'll see. It depends on how much I. I I'll probably root for both because I I'll, I do that. Um, here in Michigan, a lot of people uh, get mad at me when I say, "Yeah, I live, I I root for both Michigan and Michigan State." Um. Uh, yeah, there's people uh, and people are, are like, oh, you got to pick right one now. or the other. <laughs> What's that? Even <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Come on, so, man. So, so knowing that, I, I just, like, I would probably just wrote for both. Uh, and whatever one did better, I would I would watch both games and, and pay attention. I would have to make a choice when they play each other. Well, or I, would, or I just wouldn't watch. <laughs> Fair. Um for me, this has been a back and forth, and I actually haven't even made a decision, so I guess the decision will be made right here. Um, I think I know where I'm leaning, 
but I kind of want to break down my thought process. So, um, obviously, I lived in L.A. the last time. The except, so I full disclosure, I've lived way too many places. I lived in Jersey, <laughs> I lived in DC, I lived in LA, I lived in Texas, I lived in Pennsylvania, I lived in West Virginia, way too many places around the country. Um, so for that reason, I have a lot of places that I could consider home. Um, if this was XFL 2020, I would probably go with the Guardians, um, because they were the New York team. But guess what? They're in Orlando, so they're off the list. Then I was thinking, well, <laughs> San Antonio was where I was at in Texas, and the Brahmas are pretty cool. So they're still kind of on the list. D.C., they're closest to me. I just lived in D.C. like 10 months ago. So they're there. The Wildcats aren't around anymore, so I don't have to worry about L.A. The Sea Dragons, cool colors, cool team name, and I think they're going to win everything. So I was like, ooh, I could do that, but then I'd be agreeing with you, so that can't happen. Um, and then there was there was one. And maybe it's my bias to the city, being a Raiders fan, where the Vegas Vipers looked nice. And I was like, Rod Woodson, he played for the Raiders. The Raiders are in Vegas, so it makes sense. And then I said, ah, that's not fair. But because of um, really just the all-encompassing, I'm a Las Vegas Raiders fan. I love the city of Las Vegas every time I've gone. Uh, and just the fact that their uniforms are fucking sick. They got snakeskin on their uniforms, bro. So I will be hitching my wagon to the Vegas Vipers um, Rod Woodson and the squad. Um, I wish they had a little bit more familiar names on that roster, but that is who I will be going to. They got fucking snakeskin on their jerseys, bro. <laughs> Give me the Vegas Vipers. We're going with the <laughs> Vegas Vipers. I hope they come All out. About the the voices in my head. I hope Randy Orton <laughs> is there for every game. And I need to get one of those. They literally got snakeskin down the sides of their uniforms. I think their uniforms are crazy. Rod Woodson, coach for the Raiders. Uh, they're playing in Vegas. I'm a little upset they're not playing at Allegiant, but my sources tell me Mark Davis was more interested in the money he could bring in from outside events, i.e. concerts and stuff, rather than the money that would come in from the XFL games, which is why that deal did not get done. Um, sources, 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 sources. sources. Um, <clears throat> so that is why I am picking the Vegas Vipers and not Las Vegas Vipers, the Vegas Vipers, double V. Gotcha. All right, cool. Um, so, but I will also be bandwagon with the team that's winning the most. <laughs> fair way, yeah. Just like I said, right? And and yeah. you'll and you'll have the same decision if you get a a, a New York New Jersey team, you'll have to decide if you want to keep going knowing you because you're a Raiders fan, you'll stick with that team, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I've stuck with the Raiders since birth <laughs> and we're terrible. <laughs> so I guess being good really isn't uh prerogative mm. for me. But like I said, I really was like, it was really a toss up between the Brahmas, the defenders, uh, the Vipers and the sea dragons. 
Um, the Battlehawks were in there as well, just because I think their social media team is incredible. And just me working in the world of social media, I look at that. Um, and that is something that I'll also be paying attention to. And I think that's another trick up the XFL sleeve that we talked about earlier, just to wrap up this show, um, is the fact that the social media teams for the individual teams are going for it. Like they're posting funny ass tweets that are entertaining and they're a good follow. And if you don't follow any of the XFL teams, go to add XFL pod, um, and just go to our followers list. We followed all of them there, so they're easy to find, um, and they are hilarious follows. <laughs> some of them are stealing some of their tweets. I will say that I have seen some tweets that NFL teams have tweeted as far as the memes and stuff, but, you know, it's the XFL, it's the NFL. I'll give them they a can pass actually, for now. honestly do what they want, right? They're starting yeah. out. They get, they get a little yeah. bit of a pass. Mm. But, um, Um, yeah, are we done with episode one? Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. So next week, uh, just a preview, we're going to go through all the teachers and uh, teams, the coaches, and the breakdowns on the next episode and preview for uh, week one on the 18th of this month. Uh, So, so yeah, we're going to go through that all, and um, that's it. You want to go ahead and take us out? All right. Yeah, so um, from the gremlin of Detroit, MG Geek, you can follow him at 2FightForever. I'm Jonathan Risk, the Habibi of New Jersey. You can follow me at Official Risk. Follow us both at XFL Pod on all social media. Once again, very big shout-out to Pro Wrestling Scorecards. Go check them out for um, providing us with the handle. It couldn't have been done without them. Um, XFL Pod, like, subscribe, everywhere you find podcasts on YouTube. And we will see you Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday for episode number two.